don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. No, I'm Nathan. And this is If You Had To, though. So, Nathan, we finally have a theme tune for the show. Hooray! <laughs> we don't have to use your uh, your ad-libbed... What do you mean, have to? It's a privilege and an honour. I am the most lyrical, musical genius who has ever musicked. I think in the last episode it was uh, just like random words, stoner aliens. Oh, there's a theme tune. <laughs> and and copyrighted themes from history. Yeah, wasn't it the Star Wars theme? I think I came up with the the march. I mean, I, I came up with. Uh, you came yeah, up I with. invented it. Right here, right now. You invent So George Lucas plagiarised your work. Yeah, the art. So he plagiarised me. Like, Took it back in time. Took it back in time and just ruined your life. That bastard. You would be world famous now if it wasn't for him. So yes, we have a theme tune. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. Give it a week of this podcast, and we'll be we'll both be world famous. Exactly. I mean, we're on episode three now, so we're winding towards you know the end game. The end game. That was very dramatic. It's a. <laughs> My plan is all coming together. Yeah, I mean... First the podcast, then the world. <laughs> I am a supervillain, and I am trying to control the masses through this huge, what will be hugely popular podcast. We'll, we'll edit this part out so they don't know your master scheme. Actually, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Supervillains give away their plan. That, that's a standard thing. Yeah, you give it away through monologue. Yeah. Why do they do that? Surely it's counterproductive. They want to show off how smart they are. Yeah, but they're not smart. They're showing how unsmart they are by giving away their master plan to the guy who's so obviously going to (laughs) escape. Like, all you've done is hang him above a pond. With some piranhas. Piranhas with machine guns. Yeah. Are we doing Austin Powers references now? I think that was sharks with lasers. (laughs) That's, that works better than piranhas with machine guns. They don't have hands. How could they possibly? That's just a that's just a bunch of machine guns floating around in a pool with a bunch of piranhas swimming around them. They're not going to pick them up. <laughs> do piranhas like eat humans alive, or do they just nibble you a little bit? I can't imagine. Piranhas aren't very big. I know in all movies they like completely disintegrate your flesh in like five seconds. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine they would. Uh, they, they might take a little chunk out of you, but nothing. Like, could they? I don't think they could even get through your trousers. But to be honest, piranhas is just a, a brilliant help, um, brilliant weight loss scheme. If you want to lose some weight, jump in a pool with some piranhas. You would definitely weigh less if you had a chunk taken out of your flesh. Yeah. This this is more of those of those you know educational advice columns that we like to put out. We like to give back to the community. Yeah, we like to give a scientific fact, at least one, uh, usually 10 to 20 in every episode. And that is the first, if you want to lose weight, get eaten by a piranha. <laughs> you will come away, yeah, you'll come away listening to this podcast a better person. Yeah, half, half the person you once were. <laughs> Uh, so the premise of the show is that we create scenarios for each other resulting in two possible outcomes. We'll discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answer. Simple. 100% accurate. Anyone that disagrees is wrong, stupid, ugly, and I hate them! Uh, you hate anyone who disagrees with us. Yes. And they're ugly. Yes. Inside or out. Wait, which one? What? What? Uh, are they ugly inside or out? Both. Both. If if you were to look inside of them, they're just pure filth. Pure ugliness. Just a glob of black tar. I mean, isn't that what the inside of a human looks like anyway? Just globs of things. I don't think Second, the inside. Second educational are fact: the inside, <laughs> the inside of every human is black tar. <laughs> and globs. Another scientific word. So Nathan. It is a lovely, sunny Sunday afternoon. Ah, oh, sounds lovely. 
Yeah, uh, you've got to use your imagination a little bit because obviously it is today is a Saturday, not a Sunday, and it's I know, I the mean, evening. it's mind-boggling. Thinking of a Sunday on a Saturday, how yeah. can anyone even do that? And trying to imagine it's afternoon rather than evening. Uh, but just, just use your imagination. I will do my best to imagine that it's not Saturday evening, it's actually Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Close your eyes and visualise. It's a challenge, but I'll try. So you are uh, out in your lovely big garden and you're sunbathing naked like usual. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, trying to get a tan. Um, I'm, I'm lying next to the, um, the cut, cut out shape of a horse in leaves. All right. OK. Why? Hedge. Hedge. Oh, oh it's a hedge. hedge cut. I, I, do, I just thought you had randomly crafted a horse out of leaves uh, <laughs> yeah, before you, before you started sunbathing. I, I got a bunch of leaves together, super glued them into the shape of a horse. No, no, that thing when that would be ridiculous. Posh, that thing when posh people cut hedges into shapes—that's a thing. I'm not insane. So you've cut all of your hedges into the shape of horses, or just this one? I didn't say all of them. Just one. Oh, just just the one behind you, just to frame you. I cut one into the shape of a horse. Yeah. One into the shape of a octopus. Yep. And another into the shape of and another into the shape of a hedge. You cut one into the shape of a hedge, but it's... I cut a hedge into the shape of a hedge. Yes, it took a lot of work. That does sound quite hard. That is you... how artistically skilled I am. I mean, like for example, I've got a, a blank piece of paper here. I'm such a good artist. Yeah. I could make a drawing of a blank piece of paper, and it would be completely realistic. That is quite impressive. At, but mm-hmm. going back to the hedges, you've Managed to craft a head shape out of a hedge. <laughs> yes. Uh, but there's also, but the one directly behind you is a horse. Yes. And, that is and, correct. <laughs> and we've. That, okay, so everyone you at are home. You're completely bewildered by this. <laughs> I am. No, I, I just want to paint the picture so everyone at home knows exactly what's going on. So you are in the middle of your fancy lawn, lying in your deck chair, completely naked, trying to get a tan, and some shears are on the ground because you have just finished uh, carving your latest creation uh, into a horse. Because uh, that's yeah, that's sort that of your exactly what's happened. Your Sunday pastime is to um, craft hedge creatures, or just hedges. <laughs> I don't think they're called hedge creatures. Aren't I mean, they called call hedge, them hedge sculptures? Well, all of yours are of creatures, though, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still called a sculpture. If I did a sculpture of a horse, you don't call it a, a clay creature. It's a sculpture. This is a real thing, Kyle. I didn't just make this up. <laughs> no. <laughs> This this is all fantasy. No one would actually craft an animal out of a hedge. That would be insane. It's as insane as trying to imagine it's Sunday when it's Saturday. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll try and uh, imagine that uh, in this crazy world that we've invented that uh, you've got animals crafted out of hedges. It, it's easier than the other way around. It's easier than um, turning a animal into a hedge. Yeah, I... Sheep, you could probably do it quite well with. I mean, I tried. I tried that. I got a few dirty looks. Mm. Just my, you know, rotting corpse <laughs> that's turned into the shape of a hedge. Oh, you, you? They died whilst you were trying to craft them, or just they were dead beforehand? I, I'll leave that to your imagination. I don't want to give all my secrets away, Kyle. Anyone that wants to create their own animal hedge. You know, they they it part of the the fun, part of the journey is figuring it out for themselves. So, do you have a few of these um, animal hedge sculptures in the garden as well? <laughs> One or two. I'm not too extravagant. No, of course. You not. know, I've got I've got a horse sculpture, a hedge sculpture, a corpse sculpture, and a giant gold statue of myself. You know, average stuff that people have in the garden. Oh well, we've everyone's got a giant gold statue of themselves in their garden. Any, any, I yeah. say, no, I thought you were going to say everyone has a giant gold statue of me in their garden. <laughs> You're not famous just yet. We're on episode three, maybe episode right, five, I... six. <laughs> um, th- then people will that's, start that, getting those stage, ordered in. That's stage seven of the master plan. Of the master plan, um, which is coming to fruition. We are getting there. <laughs> So anyway, you're sunbathing naked in your hedgy garden when uh, up from the uh, fence over from you pops your neighbour. Not Mr. Winters. Mr. Winters. 
your neighbour. He's only about uh, 17, 18, but already he's got his own house. So, you know. It's very impressive that I call him Mr. Winters when he's 17, <laughs> 18. But that's just, that's he, how much, that's how much gravitas and respect he, he imposes. He's got a glorious moustache. Someone of his <laughs> age should not be able to grow a moustache so beautiful. But I am very jealous. Yeah, everyone's jealous of his moustache. Uh, they call it Winter's Tash. And pe- pe- people people are getting this type of moustache everywhere now in the world. And uh, yeah, they just call it Winter's Tash. The, the two big curls that go all the way up the, up your face. Oh yeah, you know the one. Uh, so Mr. Winter's this teenage boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, that's not, that's not wrong. You can no, call it's a teenage not. boy a mister. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, he is technically an adult. He's 17, 18. Uh, so anyway, Mr. Winters pops up and you remember, you know, you did you did him a wrong, didn't you? I did him a wrong. You did. You stole his Sunday newspaper this morning. Oh, my God. And it's Sunday. That's why I stole his Sunday newspaper. Exactly. It's all adding up now. It, w- it wouldn't make sense if I stole his Sunday newspaper on Saturday. Yeah. And obviously, as we've said, it's evening. So why would you be sunbathing in the evening? You can't catch a tan at night. That's insane, Nathan. <laughs> you can't catch a tan at night. That's uh, uh, the third scientific fact from this podcast to you, the gentle listener at home. The gentle listener. <laughs> the distinguished listener. <laughs> I imagine everyone who listens to this is sitting in an uh, armchair with a smoking jacket and a pipe. I was going to say, yeah, with a proper like dressing gown with patterns on it. Silk. Oh, definitely. And with a uh, with a, um, a smoking pipe, and that's not just the, the men; that's the ladies as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, either that, or they're relaxing in a soapy tub. Um, hopefully, they haven't got their uh, listening equipment in the tub with them because that's quite dangerous. Um, but hopefully, they've just got it on an old record player to the side and just having a lovely soak. A, a stenograph. Exactly. And uh, they're listening to our uh, soothing voices to help them enjoy their baths. It's it's like whales. It's like whale songs. That's what we're like. Our voices are. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. So anyway, you, you remember that you stole Mr. Winters's uh, Sunday newspaper and he does not look happy with you. And I do it again. Would you, though, after what he's about to do? Uh, He sees that you're sunbathing completely nude and he takes out his phone and takes a quick snapshot of you completely naked lying on your sunbed. He then uh, types a small text and he says, Nathan, for what you did to me. This is a very old sounding 17 year old. (laughs) Now listen here, young lad, that's older than me. He's very wise. He's, you know, he's got his own house at this age. He's got a great moustache. He's got to have the voice that goes with it. It's the kind of wisdom that can only come with a great moustache. Says, Nathan, for what you've done to me, I'm going to send this picture to someone you love. Um, And he says, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you a choice. I'll either send this naked photo of you with a winky face to either your mother... Or your crush at work. Uh, And he's going to send it no matter what. He's got it in his hand. So if you even try and stop him, he'll just send it to both. Uh, So you've got a choice to make now. Would you rather your mother see a a naked picture of you sunbathing uh, with a winky face attached to the text? Or your crush at work, who you are completely in love with at this point? I mean... Frank does have beautiful lips. Um, that is a tricky one. I mean, oh, that Mr. Winters, that... You shouldn't have stolen the newspaper. It's your own fault. You've brought this upon yourself. I mean, why does a 17, 18-year-old care this much about a newspaper? <laughs> you know, he's he he's beyond his years uh, in wisdom. He, you know, he's got his own house. He's got his moustache. He just loves to read the uh, funnies in the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> Funny. The funnies. And uh, yeah, but you've deprived him of that. Because after you um, after you stole the newspaper, you you used it for paper mache. 
I was going to say, can I not offer it back to him in exchange for not showing my penis to the world? No, unfortunately, you've made yourself a, a tiny uh, paper mache elephant. I mean, it, go, it goes with the garden. It goes, it does. It goes with the hedge. It goes with the hedge creatures. Yeah, you've just you've just put it in amongst them, and uh, he looks like he's part of the environment. You've got a really nice garden, actually. Now, uh, but <laughs> I know I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. Yeah, it does but, sound lovely. But unfortunately, you found yourself in a predicament yet again, as you seem to every week. Um, I know. It, I, I keep falling into these situations. I, I mean, if you're not pissing off I'm mobsters, just minding my own business, lying naked in the middle of my garden, surrounded by animals which you have every right to do everyone on a sunday afternoon has the right to lay naked in their garden everyone has the right to lay naked in my garden is that an offer there is yes there you go you've heard it here first all of our listeners oh my god that would be horrible <laughs> you'll just have people after, people will be knocking at the door release this podcast i go outside and there's like 20 naked people in my garden that would be that would be amazing but also terrible <laughs> it might be a little unnerving but it would piss off mr winters so you could get your revenge i mean yeah it would yeah it would annoy mr winters i don't think he'd be happy with that many naked people he's very old-fashioned for a 17 18 year old he might call the police um, on you though yeah <laughs> There are a bunch of nudes in the garden next door, and I am not best pleased. And you don't like to displease Mr. Winters. He refers to himself as Mr. Winters, does he? He does. He refers to himself in third person. He's that pretentious. He's a 17, 18 year old business tycoon. (laughs) I love this character we've created. He's wonderful. (laughs) He needs his own show. Screw this podcast. <laughs> we'll just have the Mr. Winters show. Mr. Winters. Knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah, I just started whacking my desk thinking of a theme and that. You, tur- you, you, Carl, turned it into music. I, I was just making noise and you created music. <gasps> the Mr. Winters, the musical. Yes. There you go. We've got our n- next show. When this one fails. When this one fails. <laughs> I don't like my naked neighbour. Um, but yeah, so I either can tell him to send a picture to my mother. Yes. Or to Frank, the beautiful seductress at work. Yes. Um, and you are completely in love with Frank. Like, you have, you were smitten the day you... I mean, everyone would be. He has a beautiful, shiny head. Um, he has legs that go on... Does he shave his legs? He does. He waxes them. He takes good care of himself. And then he stick and he waxes off his human hair and then sticks on some other kind of hair. What other creatures have hair? Balloon hair. The first animal that came to mind was camel, and that's a terrible animal to get hair from. I mean, I was trying to think of animals that had hair, but I was just thinking, does that count as hair or fur? And mm. I was trying to think of the distinction between hair and fur. But I, I believe but monkeys have hair. Yeah. If you shaved a little bit off of a um, uh, Labrador, you could get a lovely blonde wig. Oh, yeah. Dogs have hair. Of course they have hair. <laughs> yes, they do. Another uh, fact number four on this scientific podcast. <laughs> dogs have hair. Just just in case people at home didn't know, dogs do, in fact, have hair. I mean, you're coming away with so much knowledge. Yeah. Mon- Monday at work, you're going to be the uh, the... the bell of the ball with all this all this information you have now that you can show off yeah people will go into work tomorrow and they'll be like oh i've got all these facts for you and they're like how did you become so knowledgeable oh, i listened to one of the finest most elegant podcasts on all of the internets <laughs> all of the internets all of the interwebs the worldwide information network <laughs> do you remember dial up oh do i remember dial up <laughs> Just the noises it would make every time you tried to connect to the internet. Three minutes of... (laughs) (laughs) It was something like that. It was much more... Imagine that, but much more irritating for those people who don't remember dial-up. I thought there was um, one of those old-fashioned 1940s automobiles outside your house. But um, I remember that. 
It was like a good 20 minutes to get onto the internet. And I don't even remember there being anything good on the internet back then. No, there was there was three websites. Um, there was the one with the dancing baby. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I just remember like looking up songs and stuff. And that, and maybe a couple of games. That's it. And this was by pre-porn days. I don't think there were games when I started the internet back in my day. When you started the internet? <laughs> yeah, did you did you not know I'm I'm the internet creator? I mean, between the two of us, Kyle, we have given the world so much. I apparently created Star Wars, and you created the internet. And we ask so little in return. All we ask is that people like our show. And give us all their money. And give us every penny that they earn ever for the rest of their lives. That's yeah. all we ask. But anyway, back to the question. Who would you rather get this picture Frank or your mum? With a winky face, remember? Oh, God, I can't forget the winky face. I mean, the winky face really, really makes it... Um, drives it home. Yeah, it drives it home. It, it makes it not so innocent. Because they could send that picture, they just think, oh, that's just an innocent picture of naked, Nathan hanging out naked. Yeah, they, they could send that without the winky face, and they just think, oh, that's just Nathan hanging around, doing what he does. But uh, with the winky face, they know something's up. Yeah, they could have even thought you did it accidentally, but with the winky face, you know, you know. They would have thought that I took a picture of myself naked from over the fence, na- accidentally. Yeah. How? Uh, but, but with- How, Carl? What <laughs> possible, what possible <laughs> sequence of events? Could lead me to take a picture from that angle accidentally. Right? It just shows how premeditated it was. I have some kind of. Do I have a phone on a on a timer? I press the picture button, then I trip. It flies in the air. Or a selfie stick. What? I that was. I did not even think of that. <laughs> I was literally thinking, how can you possibly take a picture from far away? That's because we're living in the nineties. We do, we don't think of anything modern. I mean, yeah, I, I, when I'm talking about a phone, I am talking about um, a you know one of those flash cameras. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just imagine the uh, two cans with a bit of string attached. <laughs> that, that's that's the telephone. There you go then. You can talk through them. You can't. I don't. You you can't take a picture with a can. <laughs> do you ever do that thing in school where you made a pinhole camera out of a box? Oh yeah, to see the eclipse or to take a picture of the yeah. eclipse. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can make your own camera out of a box and. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just needs darkness, and then that one bit of exposure. <laughs> it just needs darkness. <laughs> fact number four. No, fact number five. All you need to take a picture is darkness in your soul <laughs> and in the box. We're getting through a lot of facts early on. This I week. need to slow down facts. Yeah, we're we're doling them out like free candy. It's... <laughs> and you should always take free candy. If a stranger offers you candy, just take it. It's a good deal. That's fact number six. Too many facts. Back to the question. <laughs> <laughs> I need an answer. He, Mr. Winters needs an answer. Oh, you're right. Mr. Winters is not a patient man. No, he's he, he's getting ready to send them both. So let's think. If your mum received that picture of you... Lying naked with a winky face, what would her reaction be, do you think? She might understand. For all I know, she likes to sunbathe naked on a Sunday as well. We haven't really talked about it, to be honest. Hmm. You know, it doesn't really come up that often. (laughs) I mean, if it went to work, that would be pretty bad. Would it be shared around the office, do you think? Or do you think Frank's got more integrity than that? He would he would keep it to himself and. No, Frank has no integrity. That's what I love about him. Ah, uh, he's so he's, so he's a worthless he's a worthless human being, and I just <laughs> eat that. I, I, that's what I that's what I look for in a, in a partner: someone with no integrity, and um, you know they they spit in your face and they just treat um, you like crap, but you just beg for more. Yeah, I mean he's always he's always borrowing money off me, you know. Um, pinning, he's always hanging me upside down from my legs so my money falls out. I mean, that's what flirting <laughs> is, isn't it? Yeah, and then he puts you in the bin and rolls you down the hill. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, so I know the type. It is yeah. so hot. Uh, so yeah, that that would be off, office gossip. It would be spread all it around would the be office. Spread around instantly. I would go to work on Monday, and it would be it would be everyone's screensaver. The picture yeah. of me. Um, 
and that, and it would then get spread around the internet it would be on facebook it would be on uh all those other sites that exist that i know about <laughs> i i know internets it would be on msn msn messenger yeah uh oh god for a second i thought i'd made that up but no that is a thing yeah um, <laughs> msn is a thing is that still a thing yeah that must still be a thing yeah, well, we didn't we didn't think that um, iTunes was a thing, and that's massive. That's true. Yeah, our, our <laughs> we know of what nothing. It's not things. Like, I mean, we know everything about everything, but yes, no one. But should... we don't know what things are. No, we know exactly. Everything about everything, but we don't know yeah. things. Yeah. So there's a clear distinction there between everything and things. Yeah. Um. But yes, if it was shared at work. That would be pretty uncomfortable. And I'm, I, I'm guessing your mum wouldn't share it. She would. I'm. Would she delete it straight away? I don't. I think actually she probably would. She would delete it. She wouldn't bring it up with me, but we would both know. Next time I saw her, it wouldn't come up in conversation. We'd be talking about you know the normal things. Uh, yeah, mothers and sons talk. My uh, my animal hedge creations. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it would be a. There'd, be, there'd just be this. This very loud silence between us. You'd, yeah, be o- the knowledge. over the uh, Sunday roast, the, it's the following Sunday you see her, and you're sitting there cutting up. Your... Oh, now I have to imagine it's another Sunday. <laughs> you're really testing my imagination here, guys. I am. You've got to... two Sundays. <laughs> you've just got. To... I mean, being the creative geniuses that we are, I was hoping that you would uh, be able to cope with this, but I know it is a massive ask. But yeah. I'm really struggling here kyle i think i'm having a panic attack um so yeah you, you're, you're sitting down the next sunday with your mum and you're cutting up your roast beef manuel the manservant has come over with, with the the roast pheasant and yes we're we're having polite casual conversation about normal things like you know uh, how, how to bury a body in the, in in a garden how to, <laughs> how to skin a cat how to make a dead body look like a hedge sculpture. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone talks about with their family? Exactly. But I think that's the problem with these uh, questions is that because we're all so inherently British and we live in the UK, like something like that would happen and you would both know it, but n- uh, neither one of you would speak about it. No, my, then we wouldn't talk about it, but I would look at her and know that she's seen it. I, she would I wouldn't know and she would know that I knew and more importantly she would know that I sometimes don't wear clothes and that's devastating I don't want my mum to know it's not as if she didn't see you naked when you were a child you were born clothed I, I, I've tried to live my entire life without my mum realizing that I have a penis and now <laughs> she knows this is horrible Kyle this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me so either ridicule at work uh, ev- having everyone see you naked or have that awkwardness with your own mum. But I think I would have to say in this situation that out of two, the really uncomfortable silence of my mum or everyone at work talking about it constantly, because they would. Yeah, they definitely would. When you see my penis, you won't forget. Wait. There is a, There is a self-help group for all of my exes going through desperate therapy to forget what it looks like. <laughs> Just saying, it haunts me in my dreams, ticking back and forth like a one of those old clocks. <laughs> you haven't even got your tan, so you're still pasty as well, pasty and white. I mean, actually, I've got my, I'm completely tanned all over, apart from the penis. Ah, uh, it was, that was, that was penis day. <laughs> Sunday is penis day. I mean, that's what I've always said. <laughs> so what are we leaning towards? Mother or Frank? Um, I mean, I'd always lean towards Frank. You, Carl, you have to see this man. You'd want to lean towards him too. Do you think maybe that Frank seeing you naked and a winky face, it might be, it might start up a relationship there? No. No? No. Because, no. um, no, just no. <laughs> I don't even need to explain it. I think everyone knows why. I mean, this is a podcast, so people can't see me, but I think the ugly carries through my voice. <laughs> it's just, it permeates my entire character. Um, I would have to say that, that I would rather it go to my mum, because at least, at least with her, 
Mm-hmm. We, it would never be discussed and we would eventually forget it. Yep. Whereas at work, it would be constantly discussed and no one would ever forget it. I mean, I'd be working, like I said, it's it's something people can't forget. So I'd be working alongside people that are just crying all day, every day <laughs> because of what they've seen. Answering the phones, tears down their face with down their faces. So there that you go. Now you, now everyone knows that if they're ever in the same position you were in, where you stole a Sunday newspaper and the mischievous Mr. Winters snaps you uh, naked in the your garden. Mr. The cantankerous Mr. Winters. The tenacious Mr. Winters. So the people know to send the naked picture to their mum, rather than their crush. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sending it. <laughs> you, make, you make that sound. You make that sound like I chose to send it. <laughs> well, you know, to send naked you, pictures you saw, to their mother. You sort of that did choose. <laughs> like he gave you the choice, and you chose because you would have rather that happen than Frank's it. I would rather, yes, that rather than my co-workers seeing it, because yeah. and you're and you're still hoping that in the future there is some hope for you and Frank, and yes, exactly. You don't I, want to tarnish I, that early you know, on. I need. I don't want him to see my naked body without preparation. I need to do some serious workout. I need to I need to really work out and build up my muscle strength, you know, li- lift lifting weights with my penis to give yep. it some proper muscles before I before I let him see the package. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a way to um improve your look, weightlifting with your penis. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone does? I mean, that <laughs> every sane I mean, person, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's, you know, that, that <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I've seen that in a video. <laughs> I won't say where. So, um, yeah, Mr. Winters sends the picture to your mum, uh, sneers at you for, you know, stealing his newspaper and turning it into turning a into paper, paper mache, mache elephant. You know, uh, he doesn't give you the finger because he's not that he's not that kind of guy. Um, he just like sort of sniffs. He's got one of those really snooty noses. Puts his nose up at me. He turns his nose up at you. That's the phrase I was looking for. Turns his nose up at you. Sends the pic- naked picture of you to your mum. Were you thinking the phrase was he sniffs up at me? He sniffs up at you. Because that's not right. <laughs> no. And... Again, us writing a novel would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he looks down on that child. He sniffs up at him <laughs> with a sneer. Yeah, our novel would be awful. It really would. I mean, it, but again, if, if if it had the cantankerous Mr. Winters, then, you know, I reckon it'd still sell about 100 copies. That is true. He is a fantastic character <laughs> destined, destined for worldwide recognition. He So far, he is the only mascot we've got for this show. <laughs> I didn't know we were in the search of mascots. <laughs> we weren't. Keep an eye out from now on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that that should be a thing that everyone. If I see a dancing tiger on my way to work, I will kidnap it, and that will be my mascot. Okay. What? We're just going to keep a real tiger. Uh, yes. In your house. I mean, I mean, I've got a bunch of hedge animals it can hang out with. It won't be lonely. Oh, you, well, you know what you should do? You should um, train it to stay really still. And so someone will come into your garden, they'll see all the hedge creatures, the paper mache elephant, oh. the uh, other creatures, and they'll think, oh, it's just another statue that he's got. That there. is beautiful. And then any intruders. I just give it the code word. Yep. Melons. I don't know why that word alone is funny, but it just is. The word melons is just funny. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a tiger's favourite food. So you you, you use <laughs> that connotation. Fact. That's another one of those facts. <laughs> another you, fact. You, you, if you ever get attacked by a tiger, distract it with melons, which you should always have on your person. Yeah, at least carry a couple of melons with you wherever you go. Uh, but yeah, the connotation between melon and eating, you say that word, they're going to devour that thief. Someone breaking into your house is screwed. So there you go. We have decided. We have decided and we are never wrong. Never. Who were you imagining when you were first describing my neighbour? Uh, I, I was just uh, imagining a young guy, but then you called him Mr. Winters, <laughs> uh, which was amazing and it worked perfectly. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean he had to be old, but like because technically, technically, like a child could be called Mr. It just doesn't happen. I wouldn't call a child Mr. Generally. No, you wouldn't. I don't wouldn't call anyone Mister really. Uh, I don't think I know anyone that I would call Mister because I don't oh, think yeah. I respect it's anyone. Fine. I always refer to everyone by their first name. By their first name, yeah. And in Japan, that would be incredibly rude. You have to call them Mister. You no, you call uh, in Japan. You call people by their last name. 
That's, an, that's like an American pop thing, isn't it? That's what they did on X-Files. She always referred to Mulder as Mulder and a bunch of other cop shows. It's always weird in those shows when like, they have that sexual tension between them and that they get together, but they still refer to each other by their surnames. Like you're in a relationship and you're still not on a first name basis. That's weird. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine that my girlfriend being like, oh, Bennett, Bennett. Especially when she's hanging out with your family. Mm. Come over here, Bennett, you sexy thing. <laughs> your mother gets very confused. <laughs> Which Bennett do you mean, dear? <laughs> oh, uh, my Bennett. But you said you're a sexy thing. Are you confused? <laughs> Would you allow that if um, you were with a partner? Would you allow them to call you Wozniak? I mean, I would I would demand that they get it right and call me Wozniak. But, um, <laughs> so you would insist that she call you um, Wozniak? Mr. Wozniak, yes. <laughs> Mr. Not, not, not just Wozniak, Mr. Wozniak. Good day, I mean, Mr. Wozniak. Um, uh, have you had a good day at work? Yes, yes, wife. I have. Yeah, she doesn't even deserve a name. At least <laughs> no, I get Mr. She, she, she is just wife. wife. Well, female number five. <laughs> oh, you've got five wives. She, no, she's the fifth one. The four others didn't work out. They're in, they're in the back. <laughs> they're in the garden in the shape of hedges. You've turned them into hedge sculptures. While we were talking about that, I was thinking that would be an amazing serial killer. Turn his victim into hedges in the garden. No one would know. <laughs> It's hiding in plain sight, yeah. The police come round looking for clues and they just walk right past the six corpses in the garden. You'd just have to keep spraying them with, like, pine freshener just so that they didn't stink <laughs> up the place. I mean, yeah, that's how you keep corpses from smelling. <laughs> you use a stick pine one, air freshener. one of those, those you know, tree-shaped car air fresheners over their neck. <laughs> that, that should be our novel. <laughs> And Mr. Winters is the suspicious neighbour. <laughs> That's what it says in the bottom corner of the book, featuring Mr. Winters as the suspicious neighbour. It should have some ridiculously long, complicated <laughs> title. <laughs> the man who planted corpses in his backyard and was suspected by Mr. Winters, his, his neighbour, <laughs> who was a 17-year-old old man. With a moustache. That is the title of the book. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a picture at all. It is literally just a white cover with uh, black font. Just completely boring font, just Arial or something. And yeah, it, it just takes up the entire cover just to say the title. Did you ever get annoyed? Like, I remember at uni when pe- um, people started getting like really pretentious with fonts. Everyone hates Comic Sans. Yeah, like... If anyone uses Comic Sans, you're an idiot and you don't deserve to live basically i remember everyone talking about that and like saying oh yeah comic sans and whatever is a boring font uh, though like you know when i used to try and create my own comics and stuff i'd search through photoshop for like hours looking for an original font do you know what a very um frowned upon stance i like how comic sans looks it's nice <laughs> it's curly it's fun There's nothing <laughs> wrong with comic sans there i've said it <laughs> I finally come out as liking Comic Sans. I don't care what any of you think. I'm living the way I want to live. You do you, Kyle. You do you. I will. Anyway, have you got a question for me? Yes, I do. So, Kyle. Yes, Nathan. Yes. This is what has happened to you. You're at home, peacefully relaxing, doing what you always do on a Saturday. Now we have to imagine it's a Saturday. We have to now go from... A Saturday pretending it's a Sunday to pretending it's a, a Saturday. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. So it's Saturday, but we're pretending it's Saturday. Yes. We were pretending it was Sunday, but now it's, we're pretending it's a Saturday. But not this Saturday. It's some other Saturday. It's, it's another Saturday in the world. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm with you. So you are peacefully relaxing, yep. doing what you always do on a Saturday, teaching yep. ducks ballet. Yep. It's going well. You know, they're, they're, they're beautiful. It's a, ironically, it's like, you know, it's a, a swan dance. I, I have got some really good choreography going as well. And it is amazing. It is just the most beautiful sight you've ever seen in your life. The thing is, though, I'm, I'm training them all because uh, we're doing a rendition of Swan Lake at the end of the year. And I want them to be prepared and ready for this. You can't have underprepared ducks. You cannot. But anyway, you are preparing the ducks for Swan Ballet. Swan. Yes. Is that Swan what it's Lake. called? Swan Lake. Swan Lake. 
Swan Lake Valley, Swan Ballet Lake. You're preparing the ducks for Swan Pond. Yeah. And because <laughs> you know you're not, you guys aren't quite ready for Swan Lake yet. You're, oh you're, you're God, doing no. Like, no. You know, like when um, music bands have a have a um, tribute band. You're doing a tribute musical, Swan Pond. Yeah, and they're very unprepared. I mean, it's taken me this long just to get them all in formation and to, you know, stand on one leg. And, you know, you had to hand knit those duck tutus yourself. (laughs) Someone walked into your room, asked what you're doing. I am knitting jumpers for ducks. No, tutus. You don't wear a jumper in Swan Lake. This is a very specialised version of Swan Lake. And don't they have to wear like um, um, tights on their on their leg legs? It's not like a mouth is called a beak. They have legs, don't they? They do have legs, yeah. Um, like I found a way around tights. Um, you know uh, those bags that you get oranges in? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're green, was... uh, orange. Sorry, so they um, go with the <laughs> duck's legs. So you can't really tell they're there, but it's nice, nice and lacy. Did you forget the colour of the bag that came that oranges came in? I think so. I think I was like, oh, you can get them in green. No, you can get them in orange. What colour is an orange again? <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, I'm preparing these ducks. And it's going for the big competition. It, is, it yep. is the most beautiful sight you've ever seen in your life. Honestly, I'm crying just thinking about it. But... So I'm I'm like in the midway point of the montage now. So they're like halfway oh, yes. there. They're not quite there yet, but they're better than when we first started. They're they're, they're a ragtag team of ducks. They mm. they grew up poor on the streets, and dancing is their only way out. Okay. Um, and you are the. Oh, um, so there's like there's a fat one, one that's got problems. There's with the his cool dad. troublemaking one. That's yeah. With a leather jacket and smokes. But he's got a, he's got a beautiful heart, really, and all he wants yeah. to do is dance. And you know he'll learn over the course of doing this ballet to. Through your inspirational teaching, Carl, he'll learn to trust again. Exactly. We're not even at the point yet, Carl. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this wonderful scene that is completely plausible is happening and everything's going well when the man busts in not the man the fuzz the bill the popopori the oink oink oinks <laughs> coming in here to ruin our fun they they hate those ducks they really do oh, um but it's, it's not about the ducks car it's not what they've done it's what you've done me i'm squeaky clean they know kyle they know what you've done. Yeah. That terrible, unspeakable thing that made your great, 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 great grand uncle in law turn in his grave. Yeah, I know what you mean. All, but fortunately for you, all the prisons are full of people who drink carrot juice. Okay. Those bastards. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose the plot, but continue. That was me trying to think of a funny, funny crime that people could commit, but it didn't really work so well. <laughs> I could tell it didn't work because there was a full like thirty seconds of your brain trying to do it. Yeah, I had say. the cogs had to move, and I had to try and think what you had just said. What's a funny thing I can say? That the prisons are full of people who what's like a like put milk in tea first or something, eat pizzas with pineapples on. Disgusting. Although I actually anyway, love pizzas with pineapple. The prisons are full. Yeah. So Wait a minute, what have I done? You know what you've done, Kyle. I think the you people know. at home want to know though. I don't I don't think I could even bring it bring myself to say it. What you did to that giraffe and his baby sister and Santa Claus. Trust me, it's better not knowing. I when you told me what you did I was hungry, all right. <laughs> That's no excuse, Kyle. You can't expect me to walk around the zoo all day and not eat lunch. That giraffe had one more week until retirement. It was so close. It was saving up to buy that boat. Oh, and its sister's now just an orphan. Wait, how does he dying make his sister an orphan? His sister is now a brother orphan. Hmm. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. you can't go to jail. Because the prisons are full. Oh, good. Um, well, I guess I'm off the hook. <laughs> no, you're not, Kyle. No? You're, that you have to be punished. What you've done is just so terrible. Damn. So to okay. punish you, yeah. the police have decided... They, they're giving you two choices of punishments. 
which is okay. where the point of this entire exercise has finally come up after five hours. Okay. So you can either, you live with your life with an omniscient narrator narrating every single inner thought you ever have for everyone to hear at every second of the day, yeah. or every 10 minutes you have to yell with complete confidence and authority, Badger. So I've got an inner thought narrator and they're saying all of my inner thoughts out loud at all times. Yes. The police have some like, amazing technology, I must say. And and, and this is I mean, just no, because the prisons are full. It's the, the old-fashioned police thought narration device. And who, who, whose voice comes out? Um, who, who is who is narrating my inner thoughts? Is it me, my, like my own voice being no, projected? No, it's not you. Is it I'm someone really think, annoying? Yeah, I was going to say it's not more, definitely not Morgan Freeman. He's far too smooth. It has to be horrible voice. It's my voice, Kyle. Oh <laughs> no! Horrible voice. Oh no! My entire life's thoughts coming out through your voice. Nathan oh. is just so cool. It's just so <laughs> stylish and wonderful. Why can't I be more like him? I, I think you've got uh, my uh, inner monologue wrong. Some, it's, it's coming out very skewed and very okay, biased. Sorry, you're right. I, I did get that slightly wrong. <laughs> Nathan is so ultra cool. <laughs> He's the man, dog. See, so literally anyone I meet and talk to they're going to know exactly how I'm feeling about them. Exactly. You can't lie to people. You can't tell no. someone that you like them when you actually hate them or that you don't like them when you want to rip their tutus off. It's you can't tell those ducks they're doing a good job when you really think they're doing a shit job. Exactly. And, you know, like in a, in a day-to-day situation, that's really difficult because you you constantly have those tiny thoughts in the back of your mind, like, oh, my God, you're being such an idiot, or, oh, will you shut up? Um, oh, I could do this podcast solo. Um, <laughs> it's uh, amazing how you, can, how you can just think I'm, those things off the top of your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just generalising here, you know, just, mm. just uh, you know, any, any old random thoughts. But, um, yeah, no, like in any situation, you're in a supermarket and you're waiting in a line and you're like the you're, person... You're standing in front of the of the cereal and you're thinking, why isn't there marmalade-flavoured cereal? I need it. I've never needed anything more in my life. And people are walking past me, frowning at me like, oh, that's disgusting. Why would you want that? And it's like, I, I, you don't need... I don't, didn't mean for you to know that. It was just a, a, a small thought I had. Leave me alone. You're at you're at the checkout. They're asking you for money, and you're thinking how you want everyone to drown in their own blood. Yeah, like everyone does at the supermarket. Like if you've even got one person in front of you, like oh for fuck's sake, hurry up, hurry up! You stupid old woman with no legs. <laughs> you stupid ugly old woman. Count those pennies faster. Get out of my way, you orphan children. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. You wouldn't be able to pretend not to be the monster that you are, Kyle. No, exactly. I would have to lock myself away in like a padded cell just so that I wouldn't have people, con- like even the people that come to help me. You'd still hear it, though. You'd still hear your own thoughts out loud. Yeah, and that would be awful because it would just be me alone with my own thoughts. And that's never good. That got very real. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like even the people that come to help me, they're like... You know, you've locked yourself away to get away from people. Why don't you like people? Like, shut up, you ignorant man. Can't you tell <laughs> I've got a narrator? And they would hear all that. It, it would be horrible. Uh, but then let's go back to the other choice that the police are giving me. Every 10 minutes. So how I, I just. On the dot. I just want to know how they're enforcing this. Are they making sure that I do this? Do they have someone following me around making sure I shout badger? Or is this like an implant they've given me? Oh, no, it's the, it's the, it's the same omniscient narrator technology just implemented for use. So basically, the, they've injected you with the Gigglywog 10,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of those. You know, using the... Um, I made this shit up technology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was invented by the, the late, great... Bullshitter general. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing that a general decided to be an inventor. He, he was in the middle of his military career and decided this is not enough. He knew he knew everyone was thinking horrible things about him and he needed to know. 
<laughs> oh, so it was more of a selfish thing, and then they sort of turned that into... Oh, that's, that's how every invention gets made, Kyle. Like It's like the whole thing about cornflakes being invented for uh, to stop people masturbating. That's not even a bullshit thing that you just said. That is another fact for our listeners. Along with all the other things that we've said that are definitely true, that one is even more definitely true than the other definitely true things we've said. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, so I'm just compelled every 10 minutes on the dot to yell out badger. Yes, the, the judge had to time it exactly um, to, to land at the hour mark. So it is at every 10 past. So if I wanted to convince people I was normal, say I was out with It's already friends, an upward struggle, Kyle. So, uh, yeah, so I would just have to pretend that I had a really small bladder and go to the toilet every nine minutes. Uh, just But you have to yell this, Kyle. When you're at work, when you go to the public toilets, everyone can hear outside, Badger! <laughs> yeah, oh, that would make it even more weird if I was had to go to the toilet every ten minutes and all they heard from... They didn't hear me going to the toilet or anything. They just heard, Badger! Um, yeah, they would be quite worried. I think I would be carted away. Wasn't there a kids' show where there was a character that was just called Badger? Sooty and Sweep, did they have Badger? Mm, not sure. We really are two old men in an old, old person's home. This is a terrible tangent. <laughs> it's a tangent that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Whereas all the other times, we've always known what we're talking about. Exactly. We have a, a straight line. I ask a question, you ask a question, the podcast is over in about two minutes. Yeah, you, you put a straight line and I walk backwards through the hedge and then get the elevator and go up <laughs> and then go down the slide <laughs> the helter skelter slide and then eventually we end up somewhere near the end yeah and we have a podcast somehow uh so yeah so every 10 minutes i would have to shout badger yes so i've gone to the cinema mm-hmm. and i'm watching a, you know a two-hour film and every 10 minutes on the dot i'm shouting badger at the top of my lungs I would get the shit kicked out of me by everyone else in the cinema. In in the, I know in America, like everyone laughs along with the comedy or whatever, but in the UK, and they stand up and applaud. But no, in the UK, if anyone even smiles in the cinema, if you if you're in the cinema and you turn around and you see someone smirking or giggling, you have to beat them to death. That is the law. That is another fact for you listeners out there. You walk in, single file, complete silence. You sit in your assigned chair and you sit patiently, quietly, and you don't say a word until the film is over. You stand up, cough, and then walk out. Mm -hmm. You give one small cough, and that is your acknowledgement that you enjoyed the film. You do not laugh. You do not make any noise whatsoever. That is going to the cinema in the UK. Even if it's the most hilarious film you've ever seen in your life, you're allowed one single hat. You have to do it all at the same time. You all have to, in the cinema, go, ha! Um, you're allowed to curl your lips slightly if you find something very amusing as well. But you, Kyle, you can't hold your 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 um, exuberance in like every other British man is forced to. I just scream badger at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Watching a very, a very serious film um, and it gets to a really emotional scene. It's, it's a World War II film. Just, they've just shot a film. They've just shot a scene in Auschwitz and everyone, I mean, even, even, even for us British Reserve people, we're crying. We're allowed to cry. We're not allowed to laugh, but we're allowed to cry. We're allowed to cry. We're allowed to shed tears as long as they're silent tears. Yes, yes. They, they can get away with it. But you, Kyle, you are just screaming badger at those dying people. Clarence has been shot and his friend is holding him in his arms and he's crying, Clarence, Clarence, don't die on me. Don't die on me. And every, everyone, there are tears in everyone's eyes. They're hugging each other in the cinema. And I just bellow out, badger! <laughs> And just ruin I mean, the film for everyone. I mean, personally, I think that improves it. I think all films need Badger yelled every 10 minutes. So, I mean, it would ruin those sorts of things for me. But then having a narrator there... Oh, my God. That would ruin the entire film. That really would. I mean, they would they would hear your horrible thoughts. They would hear, as these horrible things are happening, just you going, you know, I can... I can see that. I can. I can see their side, their point of view. Or you know, during that emotional scene we were just talking about, where Clarence is dying in Bernice's arms. You know, everyone in the cinema is crying, and you're just going, "I could do with a sandwich." Mm. 
Oh, what have I got in the fridge at home? I think I've got some open baked beans. <laughs> Can't really make much with that. What would it be like to swim in baked beans? Wouldn't that be amazing? See, my mind does wander like that as well. So, <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking, you and me, the tangents we go on out loud are nothing compared to, I bet, the tangents that go on in our head. So y- you having an omniscient narrator would be amazing because everyone would hear the ridiculous thoughts that you have that make no sense no sense um yeah i think having gone through both of them uh in the cinema setting and just thinking now in general i think i'd have to go for the badger because even though it would be highly annoying and i would hate the word badger by the end of the year (laughs) you'd be the boy who cried badger if you were ever if you were ever being attacked viciously attacked by a badger which you know is a danger we all face so you could never cry out for help for Badger. You could never go Badger. I mean, you can't. It's not like you could say the words, oh, my God, help me. There's a Badger here. You you, you know, when you're attacked by a Badger, you can only yell Badger. That's that's science. If, if no one would come running and like if I wanted to talk to anyone about anything Badger related, they they wouldn't listen. They would just think, oh, that's just part of his. That's a weird part of his Tourette's Badger tick that he has. <laughs> that would be an amazing... T- Actually, it would technically be Tourette's. It would be Tourette's, yeah. You you have given me Tourette's. These police officers have given me Tourette's, but for one word. You wouldn't be able to sleep either, I've just realised. No, every... Oh, yeah, oh, OK, we're going to have to rethink this. You'd only be able to sleep in 10-minute intervals. Either, either it's me saying Badger every 10 minutes, or my dreams are being narrated to me, so I keep waking up. Yeah, you could be sleep-talking. You could be sleep-yelling Badger. You'd be dreaming about Badgers a lot. I mean, more than normal. I mean, at least I could put... Uh, not headphones, uh, earplugs in so that I wouldn't hear it, but all of my neighbours would. <laughs> they they would either hear the narration of my insane nightmares, or they would just hear Badger every ten minutes. I would get murdered no matter what. I mean, your neighbours would think you're making passionate love to a Badger. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, I, I still think I would have to uh, go for the... Ba- this is a, a much better one than last week's Buckaroo. Um <laughs> I am much more like, impressed like, with this question. You really, really struggled over that decision, Carl. You really <laughs> had to search your soul. I think, yeah, I think even though I would be the boy who cried badger, and I would. <sighs> oh, that was my text. I think Domino's just reminded me that they make pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> they are genuinely one of the people that text me the most. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> and the bank to remind me that I'm poor. Just that's the daily reminder. Don't forget. <laughs> You were happy ten minutes ago. Don't forget you're poor. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna become the boy who cried badger. That does sound like the better choice, to be honest, because it would be really everyone hearing your innermost thoughts, everyone knowing you couldn't you couldn't be a weird pervert, you couldn't randomly think about um dogs driving planes. That is what turns me on, yeah. <laughs> Dogs driving planes. I mean, is that even the right term? Do you drive a plane? I don't think you drive a plane. Do you pilot a plane? Now, that's hot. (laughs) What, thinking about the terminology of plane driving? Yes, specifically (laughs) that. Good grammar is very sexy, Kyle. So again, on episode three, we have done a service. That's what we're here to do. We are here to guide you through the, 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 the struggles of life, the these are the kind of problems that you deal with in life that you don't learn about in school. You know, exactly. you don't learn you don't learn how to how to really get a job, how to sort out your taxes, how to avoid uh, how to deal with having to yell badger every ten minutes. But it just isn't, I'm afraid. It's it's a real struggle, and I've I started that sentence with no idea how I was going to end it. <laughs> it did sound a bit rambly. <laughs> It was like an old man telling one of his uh, tales from, oh, 60 years ago it was, and a trip on the bus to get my shopping, and I'd come back with ten bags of shoppings, two shillings, and I'd have change to spare for chips that night. So yeah. I'd spare change to go to the ye olde strip club, put a nickel down a stripping woman's bra. <laughs> I'd, you had a different grandfather to me. I never got those I mean, stories. Yes, Kyle, technically that is true. 
<laughs> there you go. There's a, another fact. We've popped it in right at the end there. Everyone has different grandfathers. Unless... They don't. <laughs> unless they don't. <laughs> I mean, as stupid as that sentence sounds, it is factually accurate. <laughs> 100% accurate. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to spend the rest of my life shouting badger. And you're going to spend the rest of your life uh, in awkward silences. Avoiding talking about my penis with my mum. Exactly. Christmas dinner is going to be hell for you. You know, as we, you know we, we usually have a you know traditional German um, Christmas dinner. So, you know, when she passes me the giant sausage, it will be very uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> Shall I slice? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not what Germans eat for Christmas. That was so stereotypical. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to ask as well, uh, how did my, uh, how did the ducks get on with the performance of Swan Lake? It's the end of the, you know, dance movie where, you know, the, the young, I can't think of the right words here. The duck. <laughs> yeah, I know they're ducks. Yeah, the young ducklings that, you know, are causing trouble, getting bullied, having all these problems in life. They've come to the end of this. They've come through thanks to your inspirational. Yeah, everything's been resolved because of me. Yes. The power of dance has solved all of their problems. Wonderful. I'm afraid your your team. What what's the name of your um your duck ballet squad again? Sir Quaxalot's Quacking Ducklets. Sir Quaxalot Quacking Ducklets. Yes. Um, I'm afraid you didn't win. You came in second, only just beaten. But this is how inspirational a story this is. Mm-hmm. You taught your your team your Quacking ducklets. Yep. To um to never give up on their dreams, and yeah, even I though did. they didn't succeed this time, they know they will. They realised that the gold medal was inside them all along, and they didn't need to win because they, they learned. No, what they needed was to go to the hospital to get that gold medal out of their stomachs. They learned the true meaning of dance. Of Christmas. Christmas. Of, of dance. Yes. I'm sorry. Did I not mention that this inspirational <laughs> lifetime story is happening at Christmas time? Oh, oh my, yeah, all the best, dance, all the best dance duck, duck films are set at Christmas time, uh, and there's a, there's a special cameo from uh, a guy dressed as Santa. Don't you dare bring Santa up again, Kyle. No, I've done what you did. I was hungry, all right. You can't make me go around the zoo on an empty stomach. It's not fair. You can't see Santa rubbing his belly like a big bowl of jelly and not want to get a scoop of the jelly. I've, I've never gotten a present from Santa since. He just can't look at me in the same way again. He doesn't even give me coal. It just it breaks his heart. Every time, he's, he's, every time he flies over your house, Kyle, mm-hmm. he just can't. Every time he flies over your house, he doesn't fly over your house. <laughs> he swerves to avoid it. And that's how he crashed into that telephone line, crashed onto the streets and got run over by that bus full of school children. Ironically, on their way to the North Pole to meet Santa. <laughs> it was a school trip to Lapland. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a committed bus driver driving <laughs> all the way to Lapland. It's, it's, one of the, it's, it's like that old show, The Magic School Bus. He's just going to drive the bus up through the, through the ocean. <laughs> all the way to the North Pole. Another fact for you, Santa lives at the North, or lived, sorry, at the North Pole. <laughs> this has been, uh, if you had to, though, you can at me at, at Kyle M. Bennett. Uh, that's Kyle underscore M underscore Bennett. Two N's, two T's. You really should follow him. He really doesn't bring up the whole killing Santa thing that often. Yeah, exactly. Uh do you want people to follow you? I mean, I wouldn't mind if they followed me around like a bunch of ducks. Um, but if they wanted to follow me online rather than, than following me around everywhere I went and um, just genuinely eating out of my hands and worshipping me like a god, which everyone should, um, they can find me on Twitter at Norwearman, which is N-A-W-H-E-R-E-M-A-N. I made that name up when I was 15, so don't judge me. I think listening to this podcast, I don't think anyone... I mean, I think listening to this podcast, everyone would have assumed I was 15. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if for some insane reason you disagree with any of the answers we've come up with, then leave your reasoning and answer in the comments and... Leave your incorrect, wrong reason in the comments. 
and uh, maybe we'll look at them and maybe we'll read them on the next episode. Judgingly. Very judgingly. So you can do that if you like. And I think that about wraps this show up, Nathan. Any final words? That's a lot of pressure, Kyle. <laughs> final words. I mean, are you saying you're about to kill me the second this podcast ends? These are my final words. I'm not saying I'm going to. <laughs> but if there is an omniscient narrator, he would be. <laughs> so if, if this show is presented by um, me and someone different next week, don't be too surprised. So I'll let you get back to your... Uh, hedge trimming. Uh, have you got any animals? I'm sitting in the dark trying to grow a moustache. <laughs> Just to be like Mr. Winters. Also, I'm sitting in the dark trying to say the word moustache because I think I've said it wrong every time. <laughs> It's a hard one. It's a tricky one. Something something you can work on for next week. Uh, yeah, have you got any um, future hedges planned? I may do. I may I may uh, plan to set up a hedge in the um, in the image of Kyle. Not 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 with his corpse. Just you know, in the image of Kyle. That's very ominous again. <laughs> so if there's no podcast next week, then uh, don't be too surprised either. It's because we killed each other. In a, it would be an epic battle. Just. Um, Think the most amazing, epic things you could ever imagine in your life. I, I came at you with a samurai sword, slipped over a banana peel, fell into a pie filled of acid, and you you choked on a peanut. <laughs> oh, okay. I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I thought I might be juggling chainsaws or something, no, but no, no, I just no. choked on a peanut. Yeah, you were sitting on your sofa watching Downton Abbey and you choked on a peanut. That's how much cooler I am than you, Kyle. I'm going to die falling into a pie filled of acid. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> this has been If You Had To, though. Thanks for listening. God knows why. <laughs>